Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And Mandy. And this is Brown Brown Ambition. Ambition. (laughs) I love our new intro. So official. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Uh, So I thought we would try something fun. Well, we've been trying this, but I think we want to make it like a little bit more official. I figured like we hit up our social media channels and kind of see what you guys are talking to us about. I'm on Twitter and... um, Tiffany, what's our Twitter handle? Oh, our Twitter handle is at the BA podcast. Um, and I see Amelia with the E. Actually, her name on um, Twitter is Emmy Marie B. Oh, I love that. Emmy Marie B. You could be like a rapper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, um, if you still haven't, you should listen to at the BA podcast. I think you'd love it. You know what? As a matter of fact, Amelia, I know they'd love it. I just want to say thank you for shouting us out. Is that Amelia with an E? Yes. Because I need to shout her out. That's actually my Amelia Benton. Let me just give her her, her given, her God name, God given <laughs> name, Christian name. Amelia was my very first roommate in New York City, and I love her to bits. And she abandoned me and moved to Texas, like, what was it, six years ago now? She was like the first of my friends to leave New York. She was oh. like, bump this. It's too expensive. Y'all are crazy. Peace. And she, <laughs> she moved to Houston. Uh, she just got married. Love you, Amelia. Thanks for listening. And she was tweeting at, uh, at Lola Goes West. So Lola, if you're out there, hope you're listening. Thank you, Amelia, yeah. for the shout out. Thank you. And there's another tweet. Are you, are you going to handle it? Because I think this is one that's so cute because she mentions you. Oh, Chanel. Thank you, girl. So this is from our listener, Chanel. She Her Twitter handle is at PM underscore Chanel. She said, someone tried to sell me a product at the bank. And thanks to the BA podcast in the back of my head, while she was explaining to, explaining it to me, I kept hearing Mandy Woodruff telling me to ask questions and do your research before saying yes. Yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing jazz hands. Yes, we love and we can get up all up in your head and make sure that you make the best decision for you, not the best decision for marketing. I've always wanted to be like, I love to nag in real life, but just to know that people I don't even know that closely are being (laughs) nagged by me is really, really satisfying. I love that. Uh, and so if you'd like us to shout you out, we'd love to. You can hit us up on Twitter at, at the BA Podcast or Instagram. What's your Instagram handle again? At Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then we'll read like our latest comments and tweets and stuff because we love hearing from you guys in the social media. One of the things I like is when people talk about last week's show. 
Yes, I do love that. They are moved to this Twitter sphere to talk about last week's show. Last week's show was actually really good. We had Gala or Burnings or Burnings, the Lord, <laughs> Gala O. Jennings Byrne, uh, who founded that dope um, startup called Intent Manifesto, which is basically a movement to get people to just sign this document, sign this petition, basically, saying big banks, investors, angel investors, Shark Tank, whatever, we want you to invest in women of color run businesses, which I thought was dope. Exactly. And honestly, what the big takeaway that I took away from Gala was, I mean, I'd heard this before and I knew this, but it was like a big light bulb went on for me for how many or just how big this movement of women of color starting their own businesses, just how big the movement is. And that now brands are starting to see that like all this money that you've been not giving to us, it's being wasted because like we are doing well, we're kicking behind. I, I don't know if she shared numbers, but she really shared that um that money invested with us has been yielding money and that, you know money investing outside of us has not been yielding as much as people think. So right now everybody's on the brown train and I love it. Get up on that train. <laughs> that brown train. All right. I was just raving to Tiffany. You, so there's this, there's this musical on Broadway that you have to go see. It is worth so much money. It's actually nominated for like a gazillion Tonys. And I, I think I mentioned before, this is, this is like the blackest year of Broadway I've ever experienced in my life. And I've lived here for a long time. It's amazing. But it's a show called Once on this Island, which is like, so imagine if The Little Mermaid was a brown girl from Haiti, but better. Mm. Like that is what one. And I just, I can just so see Supergirl and you enjoying this show and loving it because it's just all about like black girl magic and female empowerment and the power of love and all that stuff. It's so good. Oh, that sounds cute. I feel like Supergirl would like that. It would be a nice bonding experience because right now Supergirl's not feeling me because her dad has been making her do dishes more. And she had the, she had the nerve to say last night, when's the last time Tiffany did this? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yo, she's a grown woman because she was very much like, I mean, we're all in this together. Like, who, what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him handle that. <laughs> I would have been like, when's the last time you worked and paid a bill? Oh, and she did it with sass and attitude. You know, when you do dishes when you're mad and you're just clanking things around. We were just yes. looking at each other like, oh, God, <laughs> she's not even a teenager. She's only 11. I'm like, oh, oh girl, it's starting now. <laughs> Actually, keep telling me these stories. It's really good birth control. because yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever ready for um, when kids start. They like the old folks say smelling themselves. Mm, yikes. Well, something you and I were talking about, I think we're both starting to get our first bids. Yeah. I want to like whisper it, bids from contractors for our renovations. Oh. I need to go collect my hair, my edges from the sidewalk because they were snatched and thrown and and then trampled on by the first bid we got back on our house project. Like I knew it would be expensive, but something about seeing it all in black and white and not only that but then just everyone I've talked to who's done a renovation has told me okay you're going to have to add 30 percent to whatever they ask yeah. and I'm like but what if the bid is already, already. too much <laughs> what if the bid is already six figures yeah. I mean so I guess your future children will never go to college is that what we're saying <laughs> they don't have to get a scholarship because I, I need my granite countertops <laughs> honestly it's, it's been a really sticker shock and you know, I was like, oh, you know, you know, because I mean, HGTV has us all thinking that we could do a whole house for $40,000. You know, you're like, what? You could renovate everything. And then you get your bid and you're like, so ramen noodles for the rest of my life? 
Yeah, it's been, I mean, like, one thing I'm proud of Superman is for him is that he said that he's really going to try to do what he can himself, he and his friends, like not the heavy, heavy lifting, like obviously not electric work and not, um, not plumbing and stuff, but he can do basic demo, like, cause taking down cabinets in the kitchen is not a huge deal, you know, or like, um, taking the tile up in the kitchen cause it's terrible looking. So we're going to see like what we can do to kind of like, ugh, navigate, you know, the expense, no matter what, it's going to be costly, but uh, we're trying to like, just not make it cost our whole future. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I still think we can manage to do everything in cash. It's just going to take some strategy. And I'm learning, you know, you don't typically have to pay everything up front. You can, you know, typically they'll kind of charge you as they complete specific projects like, oh, the kitchen's done and this is due. So it, it'll be spread over the course of several months. Um, so I'm just trying to like, okay, put my thinking cap on and just focus on the strategy. Um, my baby brother is also doing a renovation project, but in Georgia. So his numbers are laughable to me. They're so much lower. But ah. <laughs> he, he's, he, you know, he beats, he, 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 what is it? The expression beats to the rhythm of his own drum or whatever. Mm-hmm. So big sister can't tell him nothing. So I haven't been trying to give him too much advice. He's done, he's, this is his first, his is his first house he's ever bought. He actually bought it a month before I did. So he got me beat, which he loves to <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Um, but he, you know, he's been really smart about, he got a great rate on his mortgage and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, as far as the renovation goes, it's, you know, it's an ambitious project and he decided to take out a home improvement loan. And so he actually did ask big sister, which I was super excited about for some advice on which lender to use for a home improvement loan. And all I can say is if you have excellent credit and if you want to do a home improvement project and you think taking out a home improvement loan which is basically like a personal loan, but specifically being used for a home improvement project. Um, Lightstream was a lender that I told him to get a quote from. They have, whether you're getting an auto loan or home improvement loan or a personal loan, Lightstream has some of the most competitive rates for people with good credit. And they will even offer to beat your rate if you get a better rate from another lender. So that's why I love, yeah, that's why I like Lightstream. Um, But another option that, um, my husband and I were talking about, which isn't really realistic for us because we just got the house, but a home equity loan is something I've been learning more about. And this mm-hmm. is where you basically – a bank will actually give you a loan um, secured by your home based on how much equity you have in it. So yep. typically, you can get up to 80% of your equity. So if you have a $300,000 – your home is worth $300,000. You only have $200,000 left on your mortgage, so you have $100,000 worth of equity. So a lender will say, okay, you, this is value, so we're going to give you a loan up to 80% of that. So they, you could you know, hypothetically get a loan for $80,000, use that loan to improve your house, update the kitchen, whatever, do a remodel. Um, and the way that the tax rules are right now is you can still deduct interest paid on home equity loans from your taxes. I think it's up to home equity loans up to $750,000. That's the limit. Um, but, you know, it's it's a tax benefit. So if you're like, if you've been in your home for a while, you have some equity built up, you might consider a home equity loan versus a personal loan because then you can deduct the interest. So like, it doesn't really make sense for us to go that route because first of all, yeah, like first of all, any loan right now to me seems stupid because like, well, we just bought a house. We have a mortgage. That's the only loan I ever want to have, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you know, if it, if we were five years, 10 years into it and we knew we'd be there for a while, then we might be looking at the home equity loan option. 
And when it comes to like these renovations, you know, like cause w- one of the renovations that we got actually was more than what we paid for the house. I was like, dude, like this is literally, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally. Well, you got it at foreclosure auction, I, right? I mean. I mean, to be fair, but still, I was like, but even here's the thing. You, I think sometimes people forget that your home is still an investment, even if you're going to live there. So if if you put so much work into it that actually makes the house cost more to you than you could ever sell it for, you have effectively lost money. So I, I mean, I don't mind sharing my like the quote that we're not going to go with. Um, so uh, the house we bought for 180, and homes in that area, like our our number of bedrooms and all that kind of stuff, like comped homes in that area, go for about 370, maybe a little more. Um, and the quote, one of the quotes we got was like 200, maybe even 210. So if you do the math and that'll math good in my head. So 180, what we paid for it plus (laughs) plus $210,000, right? It's $390,000. So, right. So effectively we will, if, if we put all of that in it and that's, not considering that there might be some contingency and something might go wrong and what like what if it costs even more than that so that means we could we would literally have to sell the house later for less than what we bought it for and 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 what we put into it and so it doesn't it just doesn't make financial sense um and so and honestly our house is not a teardown i'm like two hundred ten thousand dollars, dude are you building a house from the ground up like no it doesn't even make sense we're not even doing structural shifts we're doing one wall removing it in the in the bathroom on the third floor and it's not a structural wall it's not a load-bearing wall so i'm like uh a lot of this is sanding and i, I definitely the we want to get some plumbing and some electric work so that i know is expensive but i'm like dude you're bugging it's not happening that's such um, an important thing to do though and that's something that we've done too is actually look at the cost of other homes in your area and like what they're selling for to judge okay what how much could i get for this house reasonably you know what we did we actually got a um uh, my husband sent an email to uh, a Century 21 agent, just a real estate agent who's in our local town, just to say, hey, we're thinking about doing this renovation. You know, Do you have any advice on how much is reasonable or what we could expect to get back? And she did a whole comps assessment for us. So she sent us a PDF for free of comparable homes in our neighborhood, um, who, you know, with, uh, ad- not additions, but like with upgrades that kind of align what we were talking about to show us what we could potentially get, which I thought was awesome. And it didn't cost us anything. And I think what's in it for the agents is that, okay, well, maybe they're thinking when we sell the house, we'll refer, we'll use them or we'll refer someone to them. So it's like a networking thing for them. But that was helpful if you don't want to do it yourself. Yeah, it can be. I mean, this home, it's a process. And you know, I'm understanding that, that, okay, like everything, you know, you want everything to be done at once, but it's not gonna be, oh, this home thing. Um, so something really serious happened today. And I was just like, I was debating whether to bring it up, but I feel like it's just, it's it's something that I think a lot of people sweep under the rug. Did you hear the, what happened to Kate Spade? Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm really sad. That's really sad. I was just, I mean, honestly, I I didn't. I saw her name was trending, honestly, on Twitter, and um, I saw Lovey tweeted like, "Oh my goodness, I just listened to Kate Spade's um, and her husband listened to their How I Built This episode." Me too. Because, uh, you know, and yeah. so I, I listened to that a while ago, and then so I'm thinking like, "Oh, that's random that Lovey's talking about it," and then I look to the side on Twitter on what like what's trending, and I'm like, "Kate Spade is trending. Why?" Oh, and then I clicked on it and found that it looks like she took her life. Um, and she passed away today at age 55. 
Um, She had a a kid. A 13-year-old and a husband. She had just launched her new, like a couple of years ago, she launched the new, because she left Kate Spade. And Mm -hmm. she sold it for about $2 billion, Kate Spade. I feel like Kate Spade was Kate Spade was my first grown up handbag. Like mm-hmm. I still I love my little Kate Spade bag. But anyway, um, she, yeah, she sold the Kate Spade brand, and then they had launched a new company called Francis Valentine, mm-hmm. which had a lot of cute shoes and apparel. Um, and I, I, it's just such a shock because I don't think that there's any. I haven't read anything yet that p- pointed to there being any issues like financially for them. Um, and she didn't mention, I was, I was going back in the, how I built this interview with her and her husband was really good. And, um, you guys should listen to it. Obviously yeah. it's a whole different experience listening now, knowing that she would take her life less than a year later. Um, I don't remember hearing any, you know, signs that there was struggle or yeah. you know, mental health issues or, or whatnot, but Jesus, like if you're, it's just a reminder for me, if you're, if you're out there and you're successful, it doesn't necessarily mean doesn't. That, that you're really doing well on, on the inside and. You know, ask for help. Yeah. And honestly, what it really reminds me is to like, you know, to check on the people that, you know, you know, because just because someone might seem like, oh, they're doing well, or they just got married, or they just bought a house or whatever, that, you know, things, might, it, it might look like some things are going well. And it, it doesn't mean that things are not going well. But, you know, sometimes p- there's a chemical imbalance. Sometimes there's a deep sadness. Sometimes there's just you know, um, being unable to cope with certain things. And so just checking in on your folks because yeah, I just, a 13 year old, I mean, like what, like what a pivotal time in a young woman's life, especially with her, as it relates to her, her relationship with her mom. And, you know, people would look at them and I'm sure look at me like, what, you know, you sold your company for a billion dollars. You're a multi, multi-millionaire. You live in New York and you're, you're an iconic brand. And, like you literally transformed and created a, a new, um, like a new genre of, of handbags, you know, like you shifted an industry, all of these things. And yet, you know, what did it matter in the end? And so, yeah, it was just like, I couldn't believe it, honestly, because I, I feel like I just listened to that episode and I was so impressed at how they had built this brand from nothing, you know, making um, handbags in their apartment and getting samples. Uh, yeah, just their whole story is, was such an inspiration. I'm so sad that it ended like this. Um, and for her, for her poor daughter, that's, you know, lose your mom in that way at 13. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. Like reaching out and actually, you know, checking in on, on people who, even if they seem like they're okay, there's definitely been times where I've wished someone would just call me like not, mm-hmm. I've never, I haven't um, been close to suicide, but you don't, you just, sometimes you feel like, man, why has no one called me in a week? Don't mm-hmm. they? <laughs> Which yeah. is, it seems really selfish, but you know, if you're feeling that way, probably someone else that you love is feeling that same way. My sister and I just had a conversation last week and she told me, um, and you know, we, we talk really, um, like quite relatively, you know, often, I guess, but it had been a few weeks and we kept missing each other. And, um, anyway, I, I, she told me that she was having a really hard week and she was like, for, you know, something was going on and she had cried all day at work or whatever. And I was mad. I was like, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you ask me? And she's like, I didn't want to bother you. And I said, well, if you had called me, you would have known that I had a horrible week and I needed to talk Mm. about it too. And like, you know, we can't do that to one another. But I think, I think all of us, we have this, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but you know, if you're going through something, sometimes you feel like you don't know how to communicate it or you don't want to talk or don't want to reach out, but you know, try, try to reach out. Yeah. Even if yeah. you feel like what you're going through is stupid or 
the person wouldn't understand or that your problems are small. They're, they're not that small sometimes. No. So yeah, I'm just, it's just, you know, saddening, but I just figured like I'd mention it because, you know, sometimes people don't like to talk about when, when things, you know, the social media error, when things are not going right, you know, and even if you don't share it on social media, you don't have to share everything, um, obviously, but sharing it with people who care about you. So, yeah. We talk about yeah. mental health on this show sometimes. I feel like there's like the stigma of mental health and especially in minority communities is I, I, maybe I'm just maybe I feel this way because I'm on social media all the time. But it seems like young people are a little bit different thinking about thinking about it differently mm-hmm. and like more willing to talk about it more, which I think is good. You know what it is, too? I think what there's a shift because you're seeing more and more, like, um, I guess, celebrities and famous people talking about therapy. And so that's trickled down into, like, making it normal so that way you don't feel weird. Because when Jay-Z said, I talked to my therapist, you're like, oh, 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 Jay-Z, Jay-Z has a therapist? Oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, I don't see. Because, you know, before, especially in our community, it's like, if you go to a therapist, you must be crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. And you're like, well, that does not, that's not what it means, you know? Yeah. You know, and so as you start to hear about people that you admire or know and hear that they go to therapy and, you know, and and they 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 normalize it and the tone that they use is not condemning or it's not making it seem like this is just some random thing that's happening in their life that they're like, no, this is just part of my my self-care is the normal part of my self-care, like working out. I think we're really leaning toward that, which is really good, honestly. Yeah, about that therapist, I need to get. I'm going to get know. on that. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, I should. Because sometimes you just get so overwhelmed. And you're just like, you need to unpack. And for someone to help give you some um, tools to navigate when do, your challenges, you know, for certain. Absolutely. We get questions from listeners sometimes saying, do you guys know how to find a good mental health expert? And um, all I can do is kind of point you all to the same sort of um, – you know, the, the Zoc docs of the world, the same things that like, we're going through the same thing too. Finding someone is challenging, finding someone that you relate to and the work of finding a, like a mental health professional that you like going to, it, it takes time. So I feel you on that. Um, definitely. If you, if you particularly want a, um, a Brown mental health therapist, Oh, my friend, uh, meanwhile, you know how you say my friend, meanwhile, I can't remember her name. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> she actually created a, like, um, like a, a, I don't know if it's a website or like some like a searchable document where if you're looking for a brown mental health professional, that you can um, you can find one. And I, honestly, in my because uh, in in the Dreamcatchers group on Facebook, we had a young woman who posted that she wanted to take her life because she was just under so much um, stress and she didn't know how she was going to provide for herself and her children. And so that prompted me to have a friend of mine who's a therapist, um, a licensed therapist, to come and do just kind of talk to us like via Facebook live. And one of the things she suggested and that we did is that we created a document inside. So if you're a dream catcher and meaning that you are a member of my, um, on my Facebook group, dream catchers live richer with the budgetista, um, you could find the document there and their, their license numbers there, their contact information. So every therapist that, or, or mental health professional has filled it out name, you know, do they take insurance, um, their license, number all of that is there so you can you can also look there if you're if you're looking for someone oh i'm gonna can we, can we share that with brown ambition listeners for sure it's just a google okay. doc so yeah mm-hmm. love it love a google doc hey ba fam this episode is sponsored by state farm 
Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, so brown break. My brown break is really simple and petty. What about you? Are you going to boost or break? Look, I was assuming you were going to break. <laughs> I'm going to boost. Sometimes I feel like it's our job to be like the new Oprah's favorite things and talk about some things that we love that make our lives easier. So I'm going to boost. True, but today I'm not going to. I'm going to break from people who don't read directions. So I'm, well, I'm going to boost my team, but I'm going to break from, so I posted, so my team, we're all going on a trip. I let them my, my business partner and I have been saving for the last year to surprise them to say, hey, surprise, we're going to take team members that have been here, um, uh, that you have to have started working before um, January of this year, 2018. And we we're like, surprise, we've been saving, we've got money set aside, we're going to take everybody on a trip. It's about 15 of us. And we let them choose where they were kind of like bantering back and forth in Slack and they chose Orlando. And we're going to, we found a really beautiful house that I've already paid for. We're, we're flying everyone out. And then I said, I want to get a chef because it will be cheaper to do that than to like pay individually for like, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. So I posted today looking for a chef with clear directions where you, you must live in Orlando. <laughs> the date, the day, even Please send a quote and a menu sample to contact at the budgetista. Mandy, when I read the comments, oh, this sounds interesting. You could call me at, oh, here's my website. Oh, I'm like, and literally in the comments, I'm like, ma'am, please go, you know, above is all that because it's not just me. I like, I have my admins are, are sifting through. Okay, well, you know, you can always hit my number at, I'm like, I, I shall not. I shall not! Because if you can't follow directions on an Instagram post, you certainly can't cook the food I want to eat. <laughs> and so, like, people were messaging me and hitting me. I'm like, everything is there. Where is it at in Florida? Or it says that I literally wrote it and it's on the flyer. So I want to take a brown boost from folks that do not read the directions because it makes it so difficult. There are literally people are, it's not only me getting frustrated, there are literally people in the comments like, man, she set it up. She set it up above. It's right <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, for those of you who follow the direction, we actually had a number of, of chefs um, email us um, and send like samples and stuff. So we're really excited. Um, and so it's going to be such a fun time. It's just our way of giving back to our team. So boost to the team, break to non-readers. Boo. Read the <laughs> words. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a quick boost and I need to give Husband a shout out because sometimes it takes me a while to turn around, t- come around to like the technological advancements of the 21st century that I think are expensive, <clears throat> Teslas. Anyway, 
So he, when we moved into this house, um, neither of us, re- neither of us realized what a big wimp I would be about staying at home alone in my house. Uh, and the first, I would say five times I had to do it were not good. Like I was stressed mm-hmm. out. I was shaking on the, I would, I would like, I put every light in the house on. I put the radio on in the different rooms. Um, and that still didn't work. Any creak, any crack, any, any tree, any bird, whatever, I would get this like spasm of fear and it, and I felt like a crazy person. Um, and he was like, so about that security system that I mentioned called nest, um, can we invest in that? Because clearly you're losing your damn mind and I don't want to, <laughs> and I can't be getting frantic texts from you, you know, at 10 o'clock telling me to come home cause I can't come home. I'm on business anyway. So, uh, I finally, I finally, uh, gave in and we bought this system called the nest, which is a new kind of security system. Um, it's, I don't know if you've heard of the nest before. I always knew it as like that fancy thermostat that you can mm-hmm. install in your house and you can control like the climate in all the rooms instead of just one. Um, but now they have a security system and it is, we got this thing called the Nest doorbell, which I think was like a few hundred bucks, but you install it on, you install it as your doorknob and your, and your um, doorbell on your front door. And anytime someone comes to your front door, Nest is always recording and it'll actually give you an alert and say something like, we spotted an unfamiliar face. Or Enrique, Enrique's at the front door because it'll remember um, people that you teach it to remember. So while I was sitting here, I just got a Nest alert that said, unfamiliar face at the front door with some random space. And I can, I can pull up the Nest app and I can see live video of the Woo-hoo! UPS truck driver dropping off a package. And if I wanted to, I could talk to him and say, hello, <gasps> Mr. Driver, how are you? You know, can you put the package in the backyard? Um, which is awesome. So you can communicate with it. And then it, we are signed up for, it's, I think we paid 10 dollars a month and there's different plans like it can cost more if you have like the super security system that actually calls the police if something happens and all these different things but anyway um i don't know all the technical details of it i know that it's about ten dollars a month it was a few hundred bucks but i'm telling you it is money well spent because i can live in my house now by myself like a grown adult person (laughs) i've heard of like it's almost like is it like the ring Oh, no, no, because Nest is also – Nest can do other things. Like it can set the temperature and all those things in the house too, right? Yeah. it's the Nest, I guess Nest, Nest is the company and then they have all these different products. So the Nest thermostat, okay. the Nest security. This is the oh, Nest okay. doorbell, which I think is new. Um, it's dope. I can set the alarm from my phone. You know, I can, like I said, communicate. If like my little brother visited last week, I could even give him his own personal – because don't, we don't use a key for the front door anymore. We use the Nest door. Like, um, it's like a pin pad, a keypad thingy where you just punch in a code to get into the door, which is awesome. So my brother visited and I could set up a code for him. I was like, okay, the password's, you know, these four digits, you know, you can get into my house while I'm at work, you know, cause we couldn't be home to let him in, which is mm-hmm. so much safer than just throwing a key under the, under the welcome mat. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I love that. Love Cause in, um, in, in my neighborhood where we, uh, where we bought my house in Newark, um, the ring, uh, it company i think that's what they're called they they do something similar and i guess they're trying to get people on board so they've been giving away rings and like service for a year for free i'm sure there's going to be more than just the nest yeah i'm excited for there to be more like that because the more there are the lower the price is going to be for everybody exactly because it becomes a norm but i love that when i see the commercials when like the person is trying to steal the package and they're like get away from my door you're like (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be me i'm waiting for the day come try me (laughs) 
<laughs> random cats on the on the on the front porch you're like get off my stoop <laughs> one day I got an alert it was like unfamiliar face at the front door and I played the video because you can stream into live video and all I hear is bzz, bzz, <laughs> and the the biggest bee I've ever seen in my life was just hanging out in front of my door so it's a little you're sensitive like, not, <laughs> right not today maybe right but hey better to be sensitive than to be not sensitive right all right. Well, that was a good positive um, boost to my um, to my break. Negative. Um, right. <laughs> no, I mean, all in all, it's, it's all good. I just think it's funny because I'm just like, do people not read anymore? And I'm looking like, like literally I look back and I'm like, so I try to be like, who, what? I literally have like, you know, those categories in the post. When, where, how, that way, because that's what I do whenever I post something where I'm making a request. So that way I know I answer all the questions ahead of time. And I was like, yeah, they're here. All the questions are here. People were sending me uh, pictures of their plates. Like, look what I made tonight. I'm like, ma'am, this is not how. <laughs> help us help you guys. <laughs> this is not how you get hired. So do we have any questions? I feel like we haven't done questions in so long. It's been a minute. We have some great questions. I combed our inbox today and I hopefully answered um, a few people who have been waiting on some responses. You guys try and be as detailed with your questions as you can be. So if you have questions about your credit, let us know things about your like, what's your credit score? If you have questions about your debt, let us know what types of debt you have and the APRs. All that is so much more helpful. It helps us give you the best answer. Um, and again, you can hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website, brownambitionpodcast.com. Click ask uh -huh. us anything. Ooh, I talked over you. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I would just do a dot com. And leave us, uh, ask us anything through our question form on the website. You can let me know if you want me to use your real name or an alias. Shout out to whoever it was who said my alias is Che Guevara. Uh, LAUGHTER <laughs> Uh, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you. Here's a good question. So actually, Sarah had two questions. She tried to be slick and send two separate emails, but I saw them both. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, thought they were, I thought they were both good. All right. So Sarah's first question is about breaking up with her bank. She mm. says, I'm in the process of breaking up with my big corporate bank, my big corporate bank, and I feel great about the decision. Yay for credit unions that don't support oil pipelines. Ooh, shade. Mm. I've migrated over my checking and savings, and now I need to decide what to do about a brokerage account and a potential new IRA. All the investment accounts that I hear about seem to be big corporate names. Are there any other socially responsible investment options? The banking switch was a fairly straightforward one, but I'm a little stumped on the investment side of things. Thanks in advance, Sarah. Ooh, actually, have you heard of, remember I was telling you um, about Elvest, like maybe a few episodes ago? Yes. So one of the things I actually was surprised, well, not surprised, but uh, pleasantly, I guess, surprised about Elvest is they, they actually have an investment option where you can, cho you can choose investments that are socially responsible. Social, re social responsible investing is such a trend right now. I feel mm -hmm. like we get answers, we get questions like this all the time too, um, on Twitter and on like our Magnify Money. But Elevest and also Betterment, like these these robo advisors, and maybe for people who don't know, they need an explanation of what like companies okay. like Elevest and Betterment do. But typically, they they're called a robo advisor because. 
for a reduced fee versus someone who, you know, a physical person who is going to be moving your investments around is going to charge a high fee. These robo-advisors use algorithms and fancy technology, um, ask you questions about what, you, what, what you're investing for and what kind of person you are, and then they choose your investments for you based on that info. Um, and that's why they charge reduced fees. And I looked into this after I got Sarah's question. And yeah, Elevest and also Betterment offer these funds called socially responsible investment funds. And they are supposed to contain companies that they rate. And you have to look into each, like look at Elevest, look at Betterment's methodology for how they decide yeah. what so a socially responsible example. one is. Like I'm on Elvis right now. They're like, um, they look for companies that care about sustainability, true they value transparency and good governance and promote social responsibility. It's called Elvis um impact portfolios. And so but no, Mandy's right. These newer kind of uh, robo advisors, um, they understand the millennial mind that, you know, that you guys are really looking to invest in things that not only just make you money, but make a difference. And so you know, take a look at, um, it's, what did you say? Betterment, Elevest? Who's the other? Well, uh, Wealthfront, Wealth Simple. There's certainly a few out there. Um, so I, I, ha- I don't use any of these accounts, although I have stopped and started to open one like a million times, like most things in my life. Um, but yeah, I've, lo- I've definitely looked into Betterment. I've looked into Wealthfront, Elevest. I know Tiffany, um, do you currently use it or have you yeah, so I, I opened up, well, they're not the only ones. I mean, I have so many accounts, to be honest. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> well, because I like to try, because if I'm going to suggest it, I like to be like, well, let me put some money. Um, so I haven't, um, I didn't sign up specifically for the um, uh, for the impact portfolio, but I just opened up a regular uh, investment account. It wasn't an IRA, like, because I, I had one already that I was um, happy with. Um, but I said, you know what, let me... Let me set aside money. I, I what I like about Elvis too is that you can you can create like a free investment plan and kind of see like where you need to be to get to what you need to save now or what you need to set aside now to get to your ultimate goal. And then from there you can kind of call. They have a concierge service if you have further questions. So what I would do if it was me, I would choose maybe three after doing some research online and then call and just get some more information about, cause you want to understand and make sure that their values are aligned with yours. So Elvis may, might really be, um, women heavy because it's a, it's a, it's a robo advising company specifically geared toward women and betterment might be, I don't know, environmental heavy. So depending on like what you care about, that's what I would look to align myself with. Um, but I, I personally still like old school. I like a call once I decide. Definitely. And, you know, consider not just investing in that one, because these are like mutual funds, which is going to give you access to a lot of companies and from one fund, um, which is good because it spreads out your risk. But still, I mean, you want to make sure that these companies are, you know, that the types of investments that you're making, whatever is in this socially responsible fund, you know, is going to help you long term. And it may be that part of your portfolio is invested in socially responsible um, companies. And then part of you is, you know, target date fund, you know, whatever works for you. And one last thing, I, I did a quick search on my phone, and there's this uh, blog called thegoodtrade.com. So the good T R A D E, and they actually have eight socially responsible investment platforms that help you invest in both purpose and profit. So that might be a good place to start to kind of figure out because they're listing kind of like um, here's here's where their values lie. So I think that'll be a good place for you to um, to start, Sarah. Awesome. Thank you for your question, Sarah.
Okay, got to answer this question. And I will get to your second question maybe another week. But I wanted to get to another question from listener named Safi. Um, she says, my name is Safi. I'm a junior at Arizona State University. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I follow you both on Instagram. Hey, at the Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Plug. <laughs> um, so Safi has a really good question. And she actually talks about this credit card that I think you and I both have heard of. It's a nasty credit card. And her daddy told her to sign up for it. So we have to talk about um, <laughs> this question from Safi. All right. So Safi is a college student at Arizona State University. She says, I have a Credit One Bank credit card which charges 25.4% APR and a $99 annual fee at $8.25 per month. I opened a credit card with Credit One because they kept sending letters to my parents' house, so my dad advised me to go ahead and open an account with them, oh, dad, to help build my credit score. Per your advice on the podcast, I utilize under 20% of the limit, I pay it off in full every month, and I only use it to buy gas. I have two questions. Would my credit score be negatively impacted if I close my account with Credit One? I think their rates are way too high. And two, what credit card company do you suggest I open an account with instead? So before we answer this question, I followed up with Safi to ask her what her credit score is and also if she has any other credit cards because she's you know in college, she's a newbie. She actually says she has another Nordstrom credit card. And along with this Credit One credit card, they've been opened, they were both open in 2017, so about a year. She's had okay. these two cards. Her credit score is a good credit score. I don't want to put it all, you know, I don't, okay. she didn't tell me and, to put on the podcast, but it's a and, good and, credit score. And how old is Safi? Junior in college. So, okay. 20? Like that's like, okay, okay. 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so, excellent question. Have you heard of this Credit One credit card, Tiff? I have not. Credit you One. Okay. Yeah. So, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, they have the lesser known ones, but I do know 25% interest mm. is. Oh, a little bit of highway robbery. They're literally like, oh, you got a dollar? Psych, you got 75 cents. But that's the thing. It's not just the APR. But So Credit One is one of these banks that actually has several credit card options, but they typically target people with poor credit who are looking to build credit. Poor credit or no credit who are unable to get any offers anywhere else. So in that case, it can be great because, yeah, they will – pretty much approve anybody as far as I know. But what they do is they don't offer any rewards or benefits. So, you know, an annual fee may not seem like a big deal because you hear us talk about the Chase Sapphire that has a, you know, high annual fee or these other cash back credit cards that have annual fees. But typically you justify the fee because they give you cash back or some sort of rewards. Mm -hmm. The Credit One Bank just charges you a fee for nothing, like for, you know, for I guess the pleasure of carrying their card in your wallet, so she says they have a ninety. She have a ninety nine dollar annual fee at eight dollars and twenty five cents a month. And even though she's doing the exact right thing, she's keeping her credit limit low. She's paying it in full every month, which actually should keep it at zero percent utilization. Um, they're still charging her money, so she still has a balance on her card. You know that that honestly, it's just uh, so sickening. You know, and that's why honestly, why I'm glad that we you know we do this show because it's like. Here's the thing. Let's just say, I'm glad you asked her about the other credit card. Let's assume that that other credit card is a zero balance because you paid off that Nordstrom card. So utilization is about an average, right, of your of your um, your reoccurring debt. Like, so if you have one credit card that's maxed out and one credit card that you're not using at all, your utilization is 50% overall. I mean, this is just super simple, like math. It's it's the math is deeper than that, but just let's just say, you know, so like you're at 50% utilization, then you close the card that you're not using. Now you're at a hundred percent utilization. 
So you want to be when people ask, should I close a card? I always tell them it depends on what will the math, what will the new math be? What will your new percentage of utilization be if you close a card? But sometimes that's why I asked how old she was. It is better to take the hit now and then just rebuild. So meaning like, yes, closing your credit card might bring down your score temporarily for a little while, but you're 20 unless like you're looking to, um, get an apartment right now, or, or, or maybe you're getting a car right now. If you've got a few months, six months before you're making any sort of move where you need your credit, honestly, I would probably just close the card because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like it's, it's costing you money to be what a good, a good steward of your card. Like what are they American express? Cause isn't that like $99 a year? Yeah. But they give you, that's the, that's the one that gives you 6% cash back on groceries. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like usually people who, who charge that much, there's like some benefit. And to me, the only benefit is for them. It's a no for me, dog. So, so my answer is yes, you should close this card. Read your, read your terms and make sure they're not going to stick you with any fees for closing your card. I don't, I'm not, I don't know that they have those types of terms, but just make sure. Um, so you, that will leave you with one Nordstrom card. That's fine to have. You can build credit with a Nordstrom credit card, but the problem is that you can't take your Nordstrom credit card and use it at the gas pump, right? Um, so I would say, you know, you can keep that card open. You don't have to close necessarily. I don't think they charge an annual fee. It's not hurting you. Just if you charge money on it, of course, pay it off in full immediately. But she asked, what credit card company do you suggest I open an account with instead? So the first thing I did is send her this roundup that we did. We worked really hard on the best credit cards for college students because this is a list of no-fee credit cards that offer, in some cases, a nice reward, whether it's 5% cash back in rotating categories or, like you say, you use this card only to buy gas. There are credit cards that will give you no fee, but that may offer you know 3% cash back, 2% cash back on gas. And then, then you're earning a little something um, with, your, with your expenses. But the key is just to get a no fee card that is going to give you like general flat cash back if you can get it, you know, rewards or something just to sweeten the deal a little bit for you. But then, I mean, essentially, like you're doing exactly what you need to do. And thank you for giving, you know, for saying that the podcast helped you um, learn how to use the card because you're doing exactly right, you know, mm-hmm. utilizing under 20% of the limit, paying it off in full every month. Um, that's exactly how you're going to build credit. You just need to find a card that's not going to charge you that much money, you know, yeah. in order that to card, do it. That card is working against you. Exactly. Well said. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Thank you, Safi girl. And I will follow up. I'll follow up on the email I sent you, and I'll include for everybody in the show notes that roundup of best no fee um, credit cards out there because there's no reason to pay a fee, um, especially if you're building credit. Exactly. Every time I say it, like I think, because I, like I, I don't know. For those of you who might be new listeners, my um, my oldest sister, she's two years older than me. Her husband is um Nigerian. Well, we're, we're all Nigerian, but he like was born and raised in Nigeria. And Emmanuel, like when he says exactly, that's that's how he says, it. and I love it every time. I'm like, right, brother-in-law. He's like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's forever how I say it. So shout out to you, Emmanuel. Even though I know you don't listen. <laughs> But my sister might. She's going to be like, really, Tiffany? I'm like, well, you know. She's going to be like, you told that story again? <laughs> yes, she did, sister. And I, I heard it again. Uh, I'm the queen of the, like, I said that before? I have the memory. It's been three years, gonna... Tiff. I have a list of the stories you like to tell again. <laughs> oh, this is her favorite. Here we go. Know. <laughs> you know what? Like, I swear. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm 80. Because I'm like, I'm here now. Like, yeah. I already have the worst memory. Like, what am I going to? 
what else is there to forget? Whatever. So we're here. Poor Superman. I mean, sometimes he just looks, he's like, I don't even say anything anymore. I just look at you like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that story again about your sister's, uh, your sister's husband. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just the, quirk, the quirks of Tiffany. <laughs> you know, I love you. All right. All right. That's it for the show. Yes. And don't forget, because we really, really, really want to bring you guys into the show. So you can always email us or go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click Ask Us Anything. And really, I like social media a whole lot. And I just love to shout you guys out. So if you hit us up at, at the BA Podcast, we'd love to read your tweets and your feedback from the show, like what you learned. And um, we will see you next week. BiggerPockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.